On the back of the Socceroos' big World Cup success, making it into the round of 16, obviously a lot of talk about how they did it. What was changed? What was new in their training schedule, forensic breakdowns of their diet, all the rest of it? But there's one big thing that Coach Graham Arnold reckons helped a lot, a social media ban. Yeah, Graham Arnold's convinced that getting players off socials helped get rid of the noise. It stopped them seeing all the criticism before games, but also all the hero worship that might distract them. So instead, he told Socceroos to listen to their favourite music, have a good laugh before going to bed, and generally try to stay happy. So is there much to this? Let's ask an expert. Professor Philip Smith is the director of Melbourne Uni's Vision and Attention Lab. Professor Smith, do you think the Socceroos social media ban would have actually helped them? Look, I think it's quite. I think it's likely um, that. I think Graham Arnold was entirely correct in saying uh, that there was some advantage in distancing themselves from the noise. Uh, we know that skilled performance any kind of skill skill performance, playing sport, playing music professionally, uh, uh, all requires a degree of mental quiet, of being able to still the the negative voices in the head that will lead you to start guessing yourself and your skill falls apart. You know, we think skills are fairly fragile, uh, high-level things um, that when we acquire skills that it requires attention to all of the components individually, but as we become progressively more skilled, all of the parts and how they're connected don't require attention and don't benefit from it. So uh, people who can exercise skills to a high degree, whether sports people or musicians, need to learn to be able to get out of their own way. And so performance is actually better for when you withdraw attention from the parts and focus on the higher level strategic goals. The case of social media, of course, there's the additional personal aspect, the trolling, which is designed to promote negative uh, emotion. And we've seen a bunch of high profile musicians, for instance, Lee, who've recently quit social media because of the the troll factor. Um, And... um, some people can manage that better than others, uh, but you know, the the effect of being trolled. So one of the people who has quit social media was the blues guitarist Joe Bonamassa, and he said he was he, he did so because he didn't want to go on stage angry. Uh, so in other words, you know what he didn't want was the spillover, the emotional spillover from the social media to be affecting his performance. So I think Graham Arnold was nailing exactly the same kind of thing with the uh, with the Socceroos. I mean, we've got some messages coming through. Someone says. I've started to notice serious brain fog that I think is because of my social media use. Does that make sense? Would that add up, Professor Philip Smith? Um, look, I, I think there is a you know a, a kind of you know, a cumulative negative effect of you know, and social media seems to have become you know, increasingly toxic. And Elon Elon Musk's uh, deregulation of Twitter probably promises to make it less toxic. I think um, how people react depends very much on differences in coping styles. So people who are interested in this in particular are resilience researchers and whether you're immersed and respond emotionally or can distancing distance yourself from it and think more analytically about it. And the other is whether you can sort of focus on the harms or the benefits. You know, the most destructive kind of coping style is something we refer to as brooding rumination when you're, when you are immersed in the negative emotion created by the event and continue to relive it. I mean, um, yes, I can. Well, I mean, there'd be a lot of people out there who are thinking, yeah, I, I would like to 
get off social media. It's probably not going to happen, you know, long term, but they might want to take small breaks, a few days, maybe a couple of weeks. Is there any evidence to suggest that that would help, even just a small break getting off social media? Look, I don't know of research research evidence. There's you know, a lot of you know, anecdotal reports that you see people saying, I got off social media and it was the best thing for me. You know, and again, I think there's an individual differences thing. So, you know, again, I was referring to you know, Joe Bonamassa's decision to get off uh, social media. And a couple of YouTube content creators, Rick Beato and Rich Schull, recently did a video on his decision to quit social media. Uh, and it was really interesting interesting how they dealt with trolling. So they were able to approach the comments from benefits, finding stance, did my video get across to my audience? And they were distanced rather than immersed. So they could accept that trolling is part of the online ecosystem and they didn't interpret it personally. So, you know, I think there are individual differences in in, in coping style, uh, which will probably affect how people respond to you know, the, the, the negative and the, to- the more to- toxic elements of... Um, Social media. Interesting. Now, there, there's, the other, there's the other just a perpetual, um, perpetual distraction associated with you know, uh, checking your social media, you know, checking your of feed, course. which of give course. you these you know, sort of little, uh, you know, little reinforcement hits, you know, little we're dopamine hits. We're going to have to uh, leave it there, Professor Philip yep. Smith. We're going to be cut off uh, by the news, but thank you so much for your time. That was Professor Philip Smith from the University of Melbourne. Hack on Triple J.